I think this is 153 of the BZ Podcast. This is Zay. I am chilling with the homie Brit. And we are back on a Saturday night recording. Just for y'all. We love y'all. As always, we hope this episode finds y'all in a good place. All that good shit. I don't know how to open this shit no more. It's been three years. And I've been opening with the same shit. I'm done. You're opening the next one. How about oh, that? Oh, God. I'd How about horrible that? How about you're every opening? time? When's the last time you every did Every time. It? I'd be like, uh, <laughs> let's just start. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> um, like, subscribe. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing all right. The dunk contest is on actually probably right now. Um. Yeah, probably. So. I mean, we here. We're gonna have to watch the. We're gonna have to watch the highlight. <laughs> it's all right though. Hopefully, it's good. Um, ah. I'm all right. You know, you know. Some family came in town today. Hey. Yeah, so but it's good to see family. When's the last time you seen them? Uh, my brother, and my dad came up. I saw them. Mm-hmm. Last I saw them was like July. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. How are you? I am good. I'm good. It seemed like this week dragged like a motherfucker. Yeah. But, um, no, it did. Because I remember Monday, I was like, this has been the Mondayest Monday. <laughs> and it was Valentine's Day. Oh, it was. Oh, my God. So what'd you think about the verses? I couldn't watch in real time, so I had to watch the day after. And whenever it's a, a verses that I'm actually like in tune mm-hmm. with, I try to do my own little scorecard. So I was at work, uh, like listening to it in my ear and trying right, to see so what's who up. Won? Do I have to say? <laughs> Do I have to say? No, but. Do I have to say? But I didn't realize how many features Anthony Hamilton did. And like, he worked on like Donnell Jones, you know what's up. I'm yeah, like, oh, I didn't okay, know that. Really? That's, so I, I looked up his dope. discography and his credits mm. and everything. And I didn't realize he'd been around for so long. Yeah. That's a lot of times, that's what happens mm-hmm. with, uh, with verses. Yeah. You, you learn the behind the scenes right. shit. So uh, that aspect, honestly. I mean, Music Soul Child, I feel like he won. There's certain like album cuts on M- Music Soul Child's albums mm-hmm. that kind of, to me personally, outplay the, the single records that Anthony Hamilton has. Mm-hmm. And I'm not taking nothing away from Anthony Hamilton. I think it was cool. Um, we were talking and I thought they missed an opportunity of doing Music Soul Child and D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have been a fire versus I was laughing because that's when I would be like, oh, the culture won on this. No winner. (laughs) (laughs) This this, this is a winner for the culture. (laughs) I just think there's some records that like, you know, I just don't know of Anthony Hamilton's. Mm -hmm. I just don't know these records. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it was cool. Mm -hmm. I think it was dope. What'd you think? Yeah, it was a good time. Who won? Um, I mean, I'm a huge music fan, so I'm I'm biased. I can't. I'm the same way, you know, but my man, he likes Anthony Hamilton, so he knew some of his songs. But, and I know them just from hearing him play them. But, uh-huh. I mean, overall, I think he held his own. I think it was a good, I think it was a good, like, mm. time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I enjoyed watching both of them um, perform. Um, they had good camaraderie. Music is funny with his little lyrics and his talking mess. Um, and that, what was that crop top hoodie he had on? But uh, <laughs> I don't know what it was. Gene Splice. I don't oh, know what the Lord, fuck that but, shit was. But no, it was a good time. I really enjoyed that. And then um, what's his name came out on the on the piano. I always see a uh, lot of Robert Glasper. Yeah, I always see a lot of his uh, remixes and stuff when I'm listening to music. No, his shit is dope. Yeah, his shit is dope. So it was good. Um, I think so too. I think it was good for like just R and B, like people coming out there and actually singing. Yeah, that right, records. exactly, right. I think that that aspect. I was of like, it. I sing love it regular. Music. Don't sing. No, I want to sing along. Like you doing too many was, runs. Music. There was a lot you of running. There was a lot of running. Too many. Runs. A lot of running. I got two hype on one, four, three. Though. That's my jab. <laughs> How many times have I called you mm. while you, while were, you working. were working? We can never sing on here because it never matches up. Every time you try to sing it, it up, we be singing on top of each other, laying. 
effed up. <laughs> that is the jam, though. He it played all the, jam. the jams. Um, <laughs> he did. He did. There was only like one round where I was kind of like they both played a song I wasn't really familiar mm-hmm. with. I think it might have been the third, fourth round. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, everything was dope, bro. And I didn't realize that music had so many damn albums out. <laughs> I looked up his. Desk, I said, "Ooh, he got a lot." I know. He got I a lot. Know. Um, that was cool. Mm. Weird. It was on Tuesday and not Valentine's Day, but whatever. Uh, yeah, I guess. What, 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 man, I didn't plan whatever. on staying up that late that night. <laughs> yeah. Um, where do we start? I feel like this week has been slow as fuck. I mean, like not much is going on. Yeah, just. Just the World War Three just brewing any any literally any <laughs> day, any second. Probably happening right now. <laughs> Every country got their hand on the nuke Yo. on the nuke button. We over here like, what's going on with Kanye? Mesquite <laughs> <laughs> doing. Um Yeah. And I just think it's ridiculous because it's like, all right, if this country sets off a nuclear, then we gotta set off one, then they set off one, then we let them all go. And it's like well, what's the point? Mm-hmm. You ain't even gonna be around to say you won. That's dumb. Nah, but you pulled the trigger. Just though. blow up Can't everything. Be no bitch going out. Just blow it all up. F it. What is the point then? Why don't you guys just call a damn truce? Like, if we're just gonna all die anyway, then what's the point? It's dumb as hell. You know, hell. I was talking to Jarrell mm-hmm. every now and then. I gotta check up with him to see what's going on in the actual news that I be ignoring. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's going on with this Russia thing? He was like, honestly, he was like, I think it's credible. That, you know, we could be. But you also got to understand, Russia knows when they start acting up on the border of Ukraine, Mm -hmm. the price of oil goes up and they make hella money. So I don't know if you've seen gas prices. Gas prices are out of control. They are out of control. I'm filling up my tank almost twice a week. Twice a week. Mm. For real? Yo, you might fill up your tank with with $30. The good old days. (laughs) The good old days. The good old days. Mine was 20. like 45. Forty five. Yeah. And I wait until I wait until this shit to happen. All the like the world's on fire to get an SUV. Gas guzzler. Damn. Fucking nut. Oh my god. It's funny, we were talking about this before you started and you were like, it's like don't look up. Oh <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty much. The world's on fire, but just ignore it. What can we do? What was your first sign that the world was in trouble? I got one. Or just something, not your first sign, just any. Just any sign. I got one. Like Fuck it, in I, life. Don't even answer. Yeah, I knew that we were in trouble. He doesn't even let me answer. Go ahead. <laughs> go right, ahead, go ahead. Right. You know what solidified it? I knew before, but I don't know if you've been seeing this like Bel Air remake. No, and literally my dad was just here and he was like, you got to watch, you got to watch. I was like, all right, everybody's saying that it's good. Now you're telling me I got to watch it. So I'm like, all right, I got to see what's up. I haven't watched it. Have you? I don't trust anyone who's telling me to watch that Why? shit. First of all, it's on a streaming platform called Peacock. Okay. I don't know what the fuck that is. A Peacock? Yeah, what streaming platform is that? Is that the only show they have over there? What else is on Peacock for me You're to buy Peacock so in order funny. to watch? And Peacock who's- is NBC. <laughs> Is that what they call Peacock? You never seen the logo? Are you serious? I've seen it's the logo, peacock. but they call it Peacock. It's a peacock. I didn't know they That's called the NBC. Is. You don't remember the logo from back in the day? I do remember the logo, peacock. but I didn't know. I still called it NBC. Well, yeah, I guess I'm call old. It NBC. Sorry. Right. I guess that's just what they decided to name their platform. No, I didn't know either, honestly, when at first I was like, what the fuck is Peacock? But it's because my I have like my my aunt let me use her login. So I went in and I said, Oh, Peacock like NBC. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. You got the free hookup. Mm -hmm. But personally, for me, a Bel Air remake is not making me go and sign up for a subscription to another streaming service. You can watch the first episode free. So I guess watch it and see. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I can't even (laughs) say. Maybe I'm a sourpuss. That that show reeks of bad acting. Even in the clips that I've seen, it just looks. He ain't even watch it yet, talking all this shit. I don't want to watch don't. it. Yo, I heard they had Carlton doing coke. <laughs> What's going on? I can't wait to see it now. This is <laughs> it's not unusual. Uh, Carlton's doing coke. Uh, What's called? Uncle Phil ain't fat. Shut up. They had Uncle Phil doing uh, uh, Zeta, Zeta Phi steps. I don't, I don't know. Shit. This is interesting. I'm already interested. I, oh, it got See, you. I'm going to watch right. it. I'm going to let, I'm gonna let right. y'all know my review. 
since they please wanna, do. you know. Please do. Let me know if I have to watch mm-hmm. it. I just knew when I saw that and everybody talk about it, and I know Russia has their finger <laughs> on a nuclear war trigger. I <laughs> said, oh, the, the world is going fucking nutty. It's a conspiracy chat. You are hilarious. Nutty. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to connect um, the dots. You got to connect the dots. If, if we don't connect them, who is? Remember them worksheets with the connect the dots? You're like, what the picture going to be? Yo. <laughs> You'll say connect the dots again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're silly. But you want to know what is my CTV? What? I heard there is a Miss Cleo documentary. Nuh-uh. <laughs> Remember Miss Cleo from the 90s? There's a documentary <sighs> that's supposed to be coming soon. And if that's on Peacock... Downloaded because <laughs> I think it's only like five dollars a month. Yeah, to start. When is this coming out? I'm trying to Google this mess now. Do you have the details? When is this coming out? I don't have zero. See. I have zero details. Zero. Oh, they got an old one that came out 2014 called the Hotline. The Hotline. Wait, wait. <laughs> Damn, what the hell's Hotline? Maybe that's not it. I don't know what the hell that is. Um, <laughs> we got some younger viewers. Dude, like, do they even know Miss Cleo? Oh Jesus Christ! We gotta explain Miss Cleo. I think we have to explain this, uh, Miss Miss Cleo. You take it, take yeah. the wheel. It's like, nah. All right, so she was in <laughs> this. Um, I don't even. I don't know if she claimed she to be psychic. any particular. Did she didn't say that she was from anywhere, right? I want to know if she was really Jamaican. That's what I'm. Is that concerned what that bad with. accent was supposed to be, Jamaican? That's what I'm saying. Like, what was she trying to be? Because I don't even know what that accent was. Do, yeah, I think that was a, supposed to be. Well, just play be. a clip. Shit. Make it easy. <laughs> yeah, I bought her wiki. It has, like, no information <laughs> at all. Oh, here's one. It said in 2006, she came out as a lesbian. You know what? Goodbye and good night. Ain't nobody asked for that. <laughs> I was wondering who the mother of my baby was. All right, let's take a look. She's supposed to be a psychic, y'all. DNA test. I She's just throwing cards, Jeff. Oh, it's the one that's very unpleasant, okay? Okay. Um, And he's also the one that had another girlfriend while he was sleeping with you. Yes, he did. Yep, that's him. That's the daddy. (laughs) Okay. Wait, wait up. I wasn't sure. Wait up, wait up, wait up. Yo, pause that. Yo, wait up. Yo, she said nothing. That is not verifiable. Unless this like, was just a whole fake commercial and the caller's fake. Right. Oh my god. Ooh. Scamming. The cards can reveal things that you will never see by yourself. Call me now for your free tarot reading. Call one 800 How much is this shit? Where is say? You ever want to call it? I did when I was little. I just wanted to see. Like, I'm like, what the hell? But right. we was dumb. Like, we was mad young. When is this come on? 98? He was like 10. 10, 11. <laughs> Call me now. Oh, she ain't even alive no more, yo. She died. Yeah, she, she had cancer, about that. I think. Mm-hmm. Damn. Oh, but no, I'm watching that. I want to see like the, the, the people that got conned. Like, who, who yeah, lost so the I, most amount of oh money? Like, who really a dollar was per living minute. off of that shit? Mm. Have you? Did you see the uh, the Tinder swindler? I did not watch that, but I've seen people talking about. Yeah, watch that. that. Shit is hilarious. Mm. Well, it's not hilarious, but it is kind of funny. Okay, it is kind of funny. I mean, what is it about? How much? How much money was he swindling people for? So pretty much, he was taking advantage of women, and he would introduce them to this very lavish lifestyle, Mm -hmm. and then he would like con them into giving him money. Mm -hmm. So he had like women taking out loans. In order to give him like forty thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollar loan, one woman he got a hundred and forty thousand dollars. So what wow. he was doing is he would get money from one woman mm-hmm. and then find another one and splurge that money on the other one, and then do the same and just repeat. So he was just on flights. Yeah, no, it, it, it's crazy. But it's all that for what? Just to have the experience of acting like he's a baller. He was making hella money. He was, was living he a lifestyle. Spending he was on all private of it jets. Up? Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah, he was spending hella money. He was spending like $30,000 $30, in three days. And then come in and ask them to take another loan out Mm-mm-mm. to watch it. So what ended up happening? It's interesting. I guess, damn, well, I spoiler alert, whole... spoiler alert. Yeah, like that. All right, I guess I gotta watch it. <laughs> nah, it's fire. All right, um, where are we going? Moving on. So I came across a TikTok, mm-hmm. and I sent it to you, and I thought on the heels of our last episode, or maybe the last two episodes, we was talking about the word nigga. Um, just so happened to come across this tiktok that is 
addressing the origin of the phrase N-word. And I thought it was very interesting. As recent as the 1990s, it was normal for professional journalistic life to say the word nigger. It was safe to say when quoting somebody else. So you can say the word nigger if you're telling a story, as long as you're not calling someone a nigger, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Darden, uh, the black attorney who prosecuted OJ, introduced the term to the world during that case. For those that are too young, it was discovered that the lead detective in the OJ case routinely used the word nigger to describe to describe black people. And there's there was recordings of him doing so. And that kind of interfered with the case. And the case turned very black and white after that. Well, came he out. try to so lie Chris, say he never did it because they caught him out on it, saying that you've been because, yeah, he was using it in the court. Right. Or was he not? No, he didn't even use it in the courtroom. There was just evidence that he had been referring to black people as niggers. What did he say something about like, oh, can you can't bruise a nigger or like just stuff like that. Yeah. So like it's the banter that like, you know, stuff. when police get caught yeah. doing it. Yeah. Ignorant yeah. shit. They said it kind of took over the case that became like the scandal. Mm, took over the case. It made it doubt the evidence mm-hmm. that 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 lead detective was bringing forth so chris darden opted to use the phrase n-word he called it a disgusting term so whenever he had to bring it up in court he would say n-word so before this point no one had used that term on national television or in everyday life that kind of explains a lot like when mm-hmm. i look into it like up until the 90s that's right that's a surprise so late no one was checking white folk okay. for saying nigga within the context of recounting a story or journalism so that's why white folk think it's okay to say the word or some white folk some white folk think it's okay to say the word if they're not saying it towards somebody the first thing whenever somebody's apologizing that's one of the things that come out of their mouth mm-hmm is uh, i wasn't saying it to anybody i was mm-hmm. telling a story and they you know they get all fumbled and stuff and you wonder where that idea came from mm-hmm. just look at the 90s Crazy. you know what i'm saying so um the n-word phrase is relatively new right Didn't if even you think know. about it uh, the wild shit about it created by a black man right you know it'd be one thing if white folks like created it as a replacement but like they literally have no attachment to that phrase they have more history with the actual Mm n-word than they do with i said the n-word they have more history Mm -hmm. with nigga Mm -hmm. than they do with the Mm n-word right and from their perspective like if you think about it it's like they created the word nigga they used it against us we told them you got to stop or or just time caught up we took a word away from them Mm -hmm. that they used and then we're telling them to use this phrase instead mm-hmm. that was only introduced in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not shooting no bell. I just get it. Mm-hmm. I can see where, where, where the issue lies. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it also made me think, why the outrage now? And why wasn't there really any in the 90s? What do you mean? What outrage? Just us? Because like, they, just period? they were saying it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's period. outrage like, about everything They were saying now. it on television. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably that's why. True. But... I think there's been outrage a few times about people saying nigger. We just we just don't know about it because it didn't have social media. Well, no, there was there was there was like senators and and Bill Clinton said the word during a speech. Oh, that's what you mean, like publicly, like yeah, back like then, why publicly, nobody said that? like I don't fucking know. I'm wondering the same thing. Right? <laughs> like y'all just rocking, like oh yeah, but I mean, you know, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I have an idea. It's just that I have an idea. You know, everybody follows. Well, here's the thing. This is what I think. First of all, there was no real tools to really gain momentum. There was no social media to conjure up the, out, the, yeah. the, the outrage. And you couldn't really cancel somebody back then. Mm-hmm. Canceling implies that you're killing their following, mm-hmm. therefore affecting their pockets. There was no visual indication that someone was canceled. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we have... We can see, you know, how it's affecting the person because, (laughs) but it also made me think that maybe that generation of black folk is just so different from us. Yeah. Every generation. Yeah. They were in a generation where they could get called nigger very easily Mm -hmm. in their childhood. Mm -hmm. Right. They faced the outright in your face racism. Mm-hmm. So it gets to a point where they've seen certain progress happen and maybe they took their foot off the gas because it's like 
they're not calling me nigger anymore. Mm -hmm. They're saying in the context of telling a story, this, that, and the third, where our generation or the generation, I don't know, how many generations, is it generation Z? Yeah, whatever. Is that the new one? The newest kids? Whatever. What? I don't listen. Yeah. Man, time figured that out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going with what you're saying now. Where it's like in our generation or the later generation, there's an emphasis on like, you know, hypersensitive and just eliminating, uh, eliminating any room mm-hmm. for context. There's an attack on context. Mm-hmm. And I hate to use this as like a example of it, but I think this is almost the highest form of example of it mm-hmm. where it's like, even with context, they're like, hell no, fuck that. Da, 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 da. And maybe it's because, you know, we've experienced racism, but it was like that overt racism. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that in your face, indirect racism. So we're always looking for it. Mm-hmm. So like, this is like low hanging fruit. Oh, you just said the word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Usually like, think about you, you said the word, you said the own the no, no word. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not, and I please people, I'm not shooting bail. I'm just trying to think about why such a big contrast and you know usually when that word was said to the older generation there was some real shit that followed Mm -hmm. there could be some real shit that followed after that after that word i do think you know growing up my mother tells me stories of how my uh my aunt beat the the white kid across the street for calling a nigga when they was kids and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but that was directly calling but i think it was so happenstance even think about the vi- the 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 video that we pulled up last how to sell the negro mm-hmm. just how easy it was to say the word in context to well i guess that wasn't really in context you're still calling them negro i want to know when negro started going off was that before nigger no which one came first negro was just like <laughs> that was our race <laughs> the race of people we weren't african-american so we were niggers. Right. And then our the group Negroid. of people were called Negroes. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought when I saw that video, I sent it to you. I thought that was very educational because for real, like who thought about the word, the N word? Like when did That's that That's crazy. Happen? Yeah. I never even thought about that. Um, Moving on. Dave Chappelle lands four new Netflix specials. Did you see that? I did not. Yeah. Four. <laughs> but he is. Are they making a community He is bringing upset? on other. Com- <laughs> I I'm just wondering. I'm gonna even try and go. Yeah, but it's not just him. I don't know if he's doing it. Mm-hmm. He's bringing other comedians. Oh, okay. So I think uh, Rawlins, Ron, Donnell Rawlins, is is getting the hour. Mm-hmm. Like he's bringing up some okay. comedians that he feels need to get more shine mm-hmm. for the work that they've done. So I think that's dope. Um, goes to show some people you just can't get rid of. You can huff and puff all you want. <laughs> <laughs> he is the black opposite of Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Too much money to the company. Mm-hmm. Too much bread to to Netflix for them to, you know, what I mean, stand with the people that didn't like what he was doing. Mm-hmm. It's a numbers game. It's not always about race. Speaking of Netflix, though, I know you didn't get a chance to watch it, mm-hmm. but the Kanye West documentary, mm-hmm. oh, please watch it. Was it being promoted that it was coming out? I didn't even know. Very lightly. Oh, okay. Because I was like, what? Oh, Doc, where? <laughs> it felt kind of like quick, mm-hmm. amazing, okay. inspiring, insightful, impactful, you know, watching old footage from where he started to where he is now. I was a huge Kanye West fan before he blew up. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like LimeWire days mm-hmm. where you're just typing in an artist's name and downloading whatever you can find. You don't even know what song you're looking for. And I remember I used to parade music around my high school and just recently this this dude i went to high school with haven't talked to him in years um i guess he was watching a documentary posted on his story he was like yo zay jame in art class my (laughs) freshman year put me up on through the wire and ever since then i've been i've supported him been his biggest fan shit made me smile a little Mm -hmm. bit yo i love putting people up on music (laughs) shout out to my my dude charles we used to call him andy but and watching the documentary, it's just powerful because, like, he definitely opened up a new lane of possibilities in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Where before you 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 kind of had to rap like Dipset. Right. This is at that time, right, right. like mm-hmm. you know, it was Dipset, it was Fifty Cent, and they're 
there was a lot of us that like listened to more music than that. And I know you can identify with it. We was talking the other day, like your favorite album is Seal. I don't know how many people was listening to Seal. Yes, that's one of my favorite albums. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you know, he the Louis Vuitton Don. So I feel like there was a lot of us that were like just listening to, you know, the Dipset and da 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 whatever. I'm not trying to penalize Dipset, but we're listening to that because there was just no other options. Like mm-hmm. we appreciated it, but there just wasn't else, nothing else to listen to. Mm-hmm. And like we kind of hit our interest. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. You might not have felt mm-hmm. like you that, know, but I, I you kind of. I don't care. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but it was kind of like. In order to fit in sometimes, you kind of just accepted certain music. For me, I'm speaking personally. Mm-hmm. This dude comes along and, and is rapping a lot of people's experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, is rapping, is being vulnerable and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like there was that much vulnerability mm-hmm. in the new age hip-hop at that time. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody was just toting guns and wearing chains and there just wasn't <laughs> We had chingy. much. <laughs> I like that, but you do that right there, right there. Right we had that dumb shit. Right. Um, but it was dope. It was, it's a dope documentary. I think this is the first part of like a four part series or whatever. Okay. But it what was really crazy was like the perseverance, like seeing him, seeing actual footage of him playing records that blew up to people mm-hmm. and just, you know, seeing him deflated. Mm-hmm. And, but just still going back to work. Mm-hmm. Still going back to work. I think that's super dope. It was fire. Um, it was beautiful seeing his mother. Mm-hmm. Bruh, the the bond him and his mother have. Yeah. She had like the utmost confidence in him. <laughs> you know, I'm not a parent. You're a parent. Mm-hmm. It just goes to show how far you can take it when your parents really create an environment mm-hmm. for you to be creative. Yep. You know, do you think about that at all as a parent? Oh, I, all know, the I gotta time. refer to y'all. I mean, definitely. That Cause it's like no matter what, like everybody could tell you you're great, you're fantastic, or support you and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's just nothing like your parent, you know, being there for you and telling them. You, I mean, them telling you, you know what I'm saying, like how great you are. Or, you know, you just always want to make your parents proud. You know what I mean, no matter what. Right. Um. Right. So yeah, it's definitely something I think about all the time, and I try to make sure that I'm mindful. Of, you know, being their yeah. biggest fan, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like there's a point in, like, everyone's childhood where, like, your parents are your superhero. Mm-hmm. They are God. Like, whatever they say is gospel. Mm-hmm. I haven't had children, but I think those are the times, like, the perfect time to take advantage of that. And it's like, those are the most crucial moments when you still have, when they're still looking at you in that God (laughs) complex, like mom knows everything Mm -hmm. before you lose them. Like that's when you can instill the most amount of confidence. Mm -hmm. That's when you can instill, instill like the work ethic, the, and just support and back whatever they want to do. I don't know. I think that's fucking fire. Yeah, but I don't want it to sound like that. Cause honestly, I think that those come in phases and ways. I think there's always times where you look at your parents in that light. Um, You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just through your life at different periods of time, you know, where you really need to lean on your parents and, you know what I mean, for guidance or you're transitioning some different, you know, Mm -hmm. thing in your life. Um, You do look to your parents as that's the only person, you know, who I can go to for this. And, you know, I'm sorry to anyone who has lost their parents or doesn't have a good relationship with their parents. you know, it is it is rough because that's why I'm like, you know, I'm an adult. <laughs> I was going on, we're, we're mid 30s going on 40s. And, you know, I'm still mending things with my parents. So that's why I'm like, even now at this age, you know what I'm saying? Like for to be able to hear certain things from my parents, it still means a lot to me. So that's why I'm not saying this like as something I'm all knowing. These are things that I'm learning, you know, right now, presently to this day. So right. that's why I'm like, you know, it, it comes in phases and waves. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you can hear simple things um, and it just it still resonates, even though you're grown. <laughs> of course, know? of course, of course. I didn't want to make it seem like that was like the only no, opportunity. No, I'm just saying that I just noticed that, you know, because I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. And like the prime time, of course, when you're like absolute God, like God, God is, of course, when they're like, what, mm-hmm. like seven. You know what I mean? Like around that age, six, seven, maybe a little bit younger. 
where you can just do no absolute wrong. But even though, like, I'm thinking about me and my son's relationship, you know, even though, like, we've grown up, you know what I'm saying? And there's times where he's did his own thing and stuff. Like, you know, I still... I still see those times where, you know what I mean? He starts to lean back on me like pretty heavy, you know what I mean? And he needs my support. So that's all. I wasn't trying to say that you weren't correct or anything. I'm just giving my perspective. I don't want to get into the details, but we both had like some crazy conversations recently Mm -hmm. uh, with family. Mm -hmm. And it's just wild. Like we're kind of getting to the age where you can kind of identify with some of the things they were going through. Like, I don't know, it kind of puts in perspective that they're human beings. (laughs) There's a point in everybody's life, and I probably said this before, where they start to understand that their parents, their guardians, whatever, they had no idea what they were doing. Well, I mean, that's what me, I had a kid. I mean, I had my son when I was 21. And so did my mom Mm -hmm. had me when she was 21. And I was like, nigga, what was you doing? Because I. Like, I, <laughs> I, I was so young like you know my mom always made it seem like no big deal so easy and i'm mm, like yo like you're mm. still a kid when you're 21 like you know so i think back like you know my mom had like four kids by the time she's 29 i was like she <laughs> so yeah i think about Shit. that i think about that stuff all the time like what the heck <laughs> But that's the thing, yeah, like, when you have a kid, yeah, it's easier to be like, oh, this is what you was doing? Like, what I'm doing right now? Right. You kept me alive? Right. Good keeping, job. I can't Good fathom job. keeping someone alive. It's terrifying. All day, every day. I've been day. seeing, like, videos, parents just going in the room while their kid's sleeping just to see if they still breathing you and shit. You got to. The fuck? That, you I have to. Too much pressure. Yeah, you have to. And I feel like, too, like, babies need touch, though, too, you know, like, when they're first oh, no, they do. born, it's just like, I don't know, all their systems are trying to get regulated and stuff. Like sometimes their breathing be a little off, you know? So I feel like with the mm. touch, it helps them get rebalanced. Cause you know, that's what they do with those preemies. They put them on, you know, they always have them next to the chest. So it's like your heartbeat, you know what mm. I mean? Like it'll help get theirs into the correct rhythm. Um, so that's why I always, I'd always touch my baby. Like, you, know, like, you got to um but yeah if a baby doesn't have touch they literally can die Mm -hmm. like so they actually have like wards where there might be like orphan babies where like volunteers will come Mm -hmm. just to hold the baby Mm -hmm. and make sure they get touch and also like it it fucks up i think there was i was watching a documentary i don't mean it sound like gloomy or whatever but there was a two brothers and one was a serial killer Mm -hmm. ended up being a serial killer and they like admitted the family admitted him when he was very young and they starved him of touch at this facility that he was in. Why? So that kind of just set the trajectory. I have no idea. They were doing something. It was fucked up what they were doing. Were they doing an it's experiment? Like old time. Yeah, oh, kind of. So then why would they hold the brother and not him? Well, the brother didn't get checked in. The brother stayed with the family. So when they were asking the brother about his brother being a serial killer that's when he revealed that when he was very young he got put into his brother got put into a facility Why? and like up for adoption or i something? don't know i have no idea i, I don't remember oh, okay. but i was just bringing that up to see you know, nigga, touch is real like <laughs> you better touch you better hold the babies i don't know where were we going with that we just had a whole thing we're talking about kanye talking about family we're talking about kanye's relationship with his mother Oh, yeah, I was off Kanye, though. Go watch the documentary. It's oh, great. I thought there was more. <clears throat> um, no, it's fine. No. I just thought I'd... <laughs> no. Okay. Hey. Slow news week, man. Ex-police officer Kim, Kim Potter. Was that the lady's name? That bitch that thought that the gun was a taser. That's her name. <laughs> That's her name. <laughs> Shit. God damn it. Uh so uh she was sentenced to 24 months for the killing of adante right 24 months seem a little light a little 24 months seem a little light very 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 exponentially that's light. out of control fuck you fuck you lady the only reason that she even got two years is because that video came out showing her trying to cover up the other fucking person they shot didn't you see that because the the case was going real well for her ass and then all of a sudden a video came out where previously two officers because she's like whatever she was in charge two officers under her shot someone and she was like oh 
oh, just come. All right, take your cameras off. Go sit over there. I got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take care of. I'm gonna take care of it. Like I don't remember the exact details, mm. but something like that came out, and that was like, oh shit. So you done this before? Like there's some evidence of you being shady. Like all that crying and shit. Like you. You wasn't crying on that. So that I feel like that's the only reason she even got any time is because that came out. You know what I'm saying? Like other than that, her ass probably would have walked. So yeah, it's bullshit. That's you crazy. get two years. And he's dead, like. And it's probably not even a full two years. Please, you already know. She probably has parole. She know. getting the fuck this out of there. This shit making me mad. Like I don't know. Me and my man was we were screaming about this shit the other night. We both just got real pissed, like because <laughs> just tight. I got mad because of the whole situation with the kid that was fighting in Jersey, fighting with the white kid. Bridgewater. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up next. That shit was nuts. I ain't watched the video yet until the other day. I came in and it was just on the TV. And I'm looking, I'm like, that that kid looks like the, my son's age. Like, you know, and he was, mm-hmm. or he is. Mm-hmm. Um, For people, maybe, I don't know when you're listening to this, so, you know, news moves so damn quickly. But there's a situation in Bridgewater, right? New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Where, Bridgewater Mall. Um, these kids were in the mall. I don't know all the details, but white kid comes up to this black kid starting shit point his finger in the face black kids say get your finger like get your hand out of my face kind of swats his hands to the side white kid shoves and white kids bigger than him looks like he's older than him um mm-hmm. these kids are like 13 14 12 like the group of kids it was a group of kids and white boy came over is messing with the black kid i from the story i heard that the black kid was defending like standing up for a seventh yeah, grader so it's like these are children middle schoolers these are freaking middle mm-hmm. schoolers like so the kid was in eighth grade. I don't know how the white kid was. He might have just been a big eighth grader. He might have been a ninth grader. I don't fucking know. Anyway, they start scuffling. White boy pushes them after he swats the hand away. They start scuffling. Nothing even really happened. They just scuffling. So cops run over mm. um, to split them up. There's two officers. Of course, instantly, the, there was a male officer and a female officer, both white. The male officer tackles the black boy to the ground instantly, like slams him back on the ground, knee on back, like to put the cuffs on him. And then the, the female officer, when they're splitting him up, she just kind of puts her hand on the white boy's chest and just like sits him down. It's just like, just sit, just stay there. And then, you know, she went over to, then she eventually went over to assist to finish putting cuffs on this little, this child. Mm-hmm. Like didn't you motherfuckers see what was happening? The white boy was on top of the black boy when they came over. That's what I was about to say. If if you're on the scene and you assess the situation, the way they were positioned, it looked like the white kid was the aggressor or at least winning the fight. So if you were to go and break them up, I just don't understand how. And as they're putting cuffs on, the white boy stands up. He walking over like yeah, talking shit. Yeah, that should have me so hot. So then they talk it. What? No. My thing is, I don't, I don't want to villainize the white boy in this situation. This is all the police. People fight. Pe- I'm not villainizing fight. the white boy the at all. The- I'm just saying fuck him. But I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm like, not saying you. No, what made me mad? Yes, absolutely the cops. And it's like, if you fucking ran. Like we said, you ran up. You see the situation. Clearly, clearly you're racist. Um, but wh- you saw a black. Right. What the fuck? And then the thing that made me mad, though, right. was like, I mean, I don't know. I know everybody handles situations differently, but like, fuck that. Like, that is a child. Like, my child got thrown on the ground. Like, the mom was just too, mm-hmm. too a little too calm for me. Too, too calm Terror, for me on the up. scene. Then they was interviewing her um, on the news channel he's watching. It was BNC Go, the black news channel. Pop off, bitch, you on the black news channel. Shit. She was on there. She was just like, you know, I'm really upset that it happened to my son. And I mean, I hate to say that. It, I hate to say that it's about race, but you hate to say. It is. You hate to say. Fuck, I hate to say. I'd have been yelling. Like, I'm sorry. I'm getting mad because it's like, why do you keep even, why are we even reporting on this shit anymore at this point? They don't care. Mm. They don't care. We all know why the black boy got thrown on the ground. We're going we're gonna to sit mm. there and be mad about it. Sean King gonna post about it. Like, we just, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm just getting mad because it's like, when you keep showing us all this stuff where the same shit keeps happening, we, you know what I'm saying? At this point, we all know it's happening and it's wrong, but it keeps happening still. Nothing's being done. The president mm. ain't saying shit about it. There's no state of, there's nothing happening. There's no repercussions. Where's Black Lives Matter? Where's Black Lives Matter? 
So I'm like, what's the point? Don't fucking even report on it no more. Cause now you're just getting, you're just traumatizing us over and over and over and over and over again. Every over again, we're pissed off every fucking day. Then they did have this woman on right afterwards that was talking about, like you said before, about how being black is stressful. Um, you know, like just from studies that they've done, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. literally stressful being black because every single day, she said, every single day we experience uh, sadness, grief, and rage every day. Just because mm. you're black in America. And I was like, that's fucking true. And so much you know, we have to suppress it. But every day, like, if you think about it, but because we just, it, it's so flighting. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you, you see something and you feel emotion and you quickly suppress it. You know what mm. I'm saying? And it's just like, all, like, we're always feeling those emotions when we're seeing different things. We see so many images. It's just like, so it's just like, what was the point? You keep reporting on this shit. You keep showing us this stuff, but nothing happens. Just don't even fucking talk about it anymore. Right. You know, it's crazy. I, I came across an article. I was going to skip this because it just seemed morbid, but mm-hmm. young black male suicides are rising faster than any other group, mm-hmm. apparently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, suicide, they're saying suicide is the third leading cause of black men mm-hmm. ages 15 to 24. Oh they are four times more likely to die by suicide than black women. Mm-hmm. We just saw that uh, with Ian Alexander, Regina King's son. Mm-hmm. There was another yeah. kid that took his life very young and the mother was saying, I had no sign, no clues. He didn't talk to us about any of this stuff. And it goes to kind of what you're saying. It's like, we keep seeing this shit. These are kids seeing this shit too. Mm-hmm. What does that video say to, to I don't want to personalize it, mm-hmm. to a 15 year old black boy? Mm-hmm. To a 15 year old black boy that sees, I can just be in the mall defending somebody else. But when the cops come, I can be on the ground losing the fight by optics and they're going to grab me put me in handcuffs and somehow Mm -hmm. i'm i'm the problem they're going to internalize that shit and no one's really talking Mm -hmm. nobody's really talking about Mm -hmm. it and that's why i just think it's so important like it goes back to you know the relationship between mother and son we're talking about uh kanye west's mom and his relationship and you know creating that environment where your kid can be totally in themselves and i don't want to just make it about boys just just period like just your relationship with your kids is so important well, yeah. to create an environment where you can talk about certain things like right because that's all i was like we don't fucking think about we're being black we're just people we're not sitting there all day like oh we're black oh look at this it's five o'clock and we're black we get reminded oh my God. right exactly we, get reminded. we be literally minding our fucking business doing the same shit you do just a little bit better, of course. Sorry. And then y'all want to come <laughs> over mad because we're black. Like, oh, yeah, we're black. That's right. Like, nobody's, we're not thinking about that all fucking day. You guys are. Y'all worry about that shit. Mm. So damn scared of nothing. And it's like, by now, I would have snapped your fucking neck. God damn. How long are y'all going to be terrified? Jesus, we tolerate you, mean, you guys. You just, the, just the fact that we are literally living amongst people where we know what you've done to our people we know what you still do to our people and otherwise we would have burned the whole shit down completely more than them damn riots we walk with a lot of grace a lot we give a lot and of we grace. don't even get commended for that it's still oh my god mm. take them down get them what okay yeah it's nuts it's nuts this shit i did not made. know this episode was going i know this episode <laughs> don't this went. episode was going this way that shit made me so mad, yo. Um, nah, oh I hear you. I hear you. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's f- follow that. We'll probably never hear about it again. We'll just see the shit that makes us mad and not hear the resolution mm-hmm. and just go on, go on to the next one. It's terrible, yo. But, like, that's what it's we're terrible. saying. Like, until these people really got to start being made examples of. That's the thing. Nothing's ever going to fucking change. 24 months. I saw one of the, what's it called, back to the the woman who mm-hmm. killed Dante, right? Mm-hmm. I saw some rapper, mm-hmm. I think it might have been one of the city girls or whatever. Mm-hmm. She said, I got more time for fraud. Okay. <sighs> Fucking crazy. Shit crazy. Shit crazy. I just don't know how to come up with these numbers, yo. And I feel like we give so much grace along with the grace they already have. Right. They already just inherit from <laughs> being born okay. a certain way. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, like, oh my God. Um, well, I don't know if we really have anything we have to get to. I wrote down, do you remember your first heartbreak? Anybody like talk about, about that, that. bullshit? We... My first heartbreak? What the hell? Sixth grade? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I don't know if you saw that Facebook Meta's uh, manager of community development, Jaron A. Miles, was allegedly caught in an amateur child sex thing. Mm. Let me tell you something about the metaverse. If you think you're going to escape the real world to go into a metaverse and it's going to be any better, think again. Wait, if that was in the metaverse? Oh, I'm about to say, damn, they already done tainted the metaverse. You got caught in real life. And then whenever you have a title at a huge company like that, that title is being thrown into the, <laughs> thrown into the every headline, uh, every headline. Ew, Manager he of got community caught development. There's a video of him trying mm. to meet a little boy, mm. but it was a sting operation. Good. So like there, it's like a three minute video of them just what are we doing here? Well, what are you, what are you doing? You fucking lying. Like, you know, God bless the people that like do that shit. Mm-hmm on their own that can be get really dangerous if you run into the I'm wrong person i'm telling you i want to sock but, uh, shit out of him <laughs> i'm all mad now <laughs> yeah why'd i try to get to a lighter note and bring up fucking yeah right pedophilia let's move on to something else let's leave him with something how about those statues in philadelphia i thought that was a dope article yeah that was really cool um God say. Give him a recap on that. So you don't <sighs> remember. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have it ready. No, not exactly. Um, up by Temple. Was it the seventies? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we're out of here, man. I think that's it. That's it. No, because you're gonna that's have it. me start talking about it, and now I can't even like. Now it's important. Um, someone was commissioned. I feel bad because I don't have names or anything. Someone was commissioned to make statues of civil rights leaders. Um, and just people throughout history, African-American leaders in history. So there was Nat Turner, Benjamin Banneker, um, who else? Uh, Frederick Douglass. And there was like two other people. And they made these busts of them, like, <clears throat> like statues of their, you know, shoulder up. And um, it was really mm-hmm. cool because you don't really see statues of African-American heroes. Um, but they had them displayed in this, like, I guess, type of like outdoor plaza. But um, it was just kind of forgotten about the, because they just kind of recently discovered it behind some stairwell. What? Yeah, it was the rotunda. Okay. During the uh, dedication of the Progress Plaza in mm-hmm. 1969, um, it the artist name was James W. Washington Jr. Um, and yeah, he did Frederick Douglass. I'm trying to see who else it was. But yeah, so they had them on display back then and they said that they were getting vandalized so they had took them down and then they ended up just getting stashed in the, behind a stairwell. Like, what? These pieces mm. of art. So, in the article, they talking about some kids. Oh, the kids vandalized and the kids didn't know what they were doing. What? Who kids? Because mm. it wasn't our damn kids. The faces were painted mm-hmm. white. Some of the lips was painted white. Some of them, like, scratched off part of the face. Like, Ain't no damn black kids do that bullshit. Why are we gonna specifically paint something white? And it wasn't a white person. Talking mm-hmm. the kids didn't know what they was doing. Hell yeah, they knew what they was doing. So anyway, this article had photos of the statues. It was really cool. But now they don't really know what to do with the statues. So I mean, they should definitely at least put in a museum or just put them back on display. I mean, come on, clean them up, refinish right. them. Last thought for me. So you know, like critical race theory, CRT or whatever, mm-hmm. or just learning about the real history of racism in America. How much do you think the apprehension of doing so or the fight against that happening stems from old pictures of white women and men to be identified by people nowadays? <laughs> I'm sure that definitely is at least 20 <laughs> percent. <laughs> right at least if you really think about it it's like yo y'all grandparents ain't telling y'all what they was really with mm-hmm. back in the day or they just don't want to get canceled and called out for it in present day i'm sure their grandchildren know that they're racist well, that's what pricks. it is i'm pretty sure that's because what that's where they be learning this racist shit from their family um mm-hmm. so yeah they just don't want to be publicly shamed look this damn facial facial recognition technology <laughs> you said what though <laughs> Yeah, I've seen like there's a couple of videos of like white people in our generation mm-hmm. saying that they learned certain things about their own family yeah. late in life. Mm. Like one oh, person wow. didn't even know that their grandfather was in the KKK. Damn. They said that they remember picking up the robe mm-hmm. when they were a kid mm. and the parents not telling mm. them that what that robe actually represented. Mm. And then years later, finding out he's in the KKK and then remembering that i saw that robe when i was younger so they're 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 hiding their Mm -hmm. history 
I wonder what the percentage is. If there's any way we could gauge the percentage, it must be high. I wonder how much that would be. Wow, that yeah, shit high. Mm. Um, but nah, that's it. Um, yeah, I think we can call it call it for this episode. Cool. We love y'all. We will talk to y'all soon. I don't know what music I'm using, so uh, check out the description and uh, you'll find that artist there. Make sure you like, follow, stream their shit. Tell them BZ Podcast hey. sent you. Hope you have a great weekend, weekday, wherever time it is. Uh, peace. Gotta hold it down for the dogs. Pray we all make it ahead before we start sitting down. Alright. Hoop dream, money scheme, gotta ball every day. Play my position in the field. Time to run away. Light at the end of the tunnel. That's just a whipping chain. Underground, her we major bound. Shining either way. Wait, what you know? Good. Can't even call it. We got things to do. Might not be here in the morning, baby. Even on the weekend. Money is the motive, always spend it for we get it Ain't going where we hoping, feeling like Palms is itching, clock is ticking Mind your old business, hold your life, live it Hating ain't healthy, but fuck I left right And my dogs in the back and they dead for nothing We up to something, can't put my finger on it But I know they gon' love it <laughs> Yeah, feeling like McDonald's Sprite, uh. Recharge your life, ho. Wake your punk ass up. This that little boost that you need. Couldn't even tell you where we headed, but I'm gonna take it there. Close the door, but had your doggy lit flashy. Bet they see what's on your plate, you wanna dive in. Heard they hungry for it, grab a fucking knife then. Leave the people satisfied before the night end. Close the door, but had your doggy lit flashy. Bet they see what's on your plate, you wanna dive in. Heard they hungry for it, grab a fucking knife then. Journey, dog. I can't say it enough. I done learned things about myself that had me like, what the fuck? Gotta hold it down for the team. Gotta hold it down for the dogs. Pray we all make it to heaven before we start saying it done. All right.